0: Welcome, this is episode 7 of Overtime with Dylan Angelo, your weekly sports gambling podcast. Happy Thursday, everybody. Happy uh, March Madness. Happy birthday to my sister, Rosie. Big week for her. She's a big Packers fan. She got 12 back. Her birthday's today. I know she's happy. Uh, I would be, you know, I love me some Aaron Rodgers. So does she. That's partially my fault. I talk him up all the time to her. (laughs) Before I get going here, round of applause, Mr. Mike O'Neill. He's giving everybody a little bow in front of me right now. Hit his best bet. Hit our only best bet. I'm zero for two. Mike's one for one, and I mean the the overtime parlay. Man, we're zero for two. We're down hundred beans. That's okay. That's okay. It takes one. It just takes one. We're right back over, and we're you know we're just missing. We're we're, last week I think we put out five. I think it was a five teamer. We hit three, lost two. Week before I think we put out a five teamer, hit three, lost two, or maybe hit four, lost one. One of one or the other. Um, but we're getting we're getting close. We're gonna we're gonna kick something out again today. Hopefully hopefully cash out, make some nice money. But I'm excited, man. This is this is a good time of the year. You know a lot of people talk about March Madness, and you know I think genuinely the public would think March Madness is the big tourney, but you know, for a lot of us, I don't think I'm alone here. Is, you know, when we got basketball games from 11 in the morning to midnight, when these conference tournaments start and, you know, it's 11 o'clock and we're betting the swack or <laughs> midnight and we're, <laughs> we're hitting second half live lines. This is March Madness, man. These are, we got 30 plus games a day. It, like, this is March Madness. So it's exciting. It's a good time of the year. Uh, it's a good time to win some money. And, you know, yesterday, I. Started off very poorly in basketball. I, I got My eyes got big. I saw the board. I was like, oh, fire, 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 fire. Shooting shots everywhere. I think I started out like one for five yesterday. Had a good run in NBA. Had a uh, even night in hockey. Got, got kind of back to even on the bankroll, which was good because I, the way it was starting, I thought I was going to be broke by last night. Um, but, you know, again, we're here. It's a Thursday. It's early enough. We're going to have our picks out for the games tonight. NHL is a massive slate. 13 games tonight. Um, We're going to talk about that, talk about the games I like tonight. NBA, two really good games. You got Brooklyn and Philly. Ben Simmons is going to be on the bench in Philly. Poor decision, um, if you ask me. And then the late game is the Nuggets and the Warriors. Another really good game, I think, you know, with, with the way everything's going in the NBA. Got some good action everywhere. And like I said, NCAA basketball, there are a ton of games. Just pick up your phone, go to ESPN, find something. It probably starts in the next 15, 20 minutes. Um, you know, it, just to go off of that here, while while we were shooting this, I hit a nice little early parlay um, with Texas Moneyline first half and Michigan first half Moneyline. Shout out my boy AJ. He gave me Michigan money Moneyline. Um, Texas first half, too, hit for me. That was the big one to start the day, so that was nice. I put a little money in the pocket to start the day. Speaking of Texas, I'll get right into the Big 12. I'm excited about this tournament, man. There's a lot of good teams in the Big 12. It's loaded. It's loaded, and I I don't know if I'm crazy, but I kind of feel like Texas Tech could win it all, not not just the Big 12, but I think they could win the national championship. I really like Texas Tech. I like what they're doing over there, the way they play defense. And, you know, I just I'm excited for this Big 12 tournament, man. Every it, like Baylor, Kansas, Texas is, I think, a little overrated this year, but then you got Texas Tech. Like, West Virginia can beat somebody anytime. Like, it's just, you got, you just got teams everywhere in the Big 12, and it's loaded, and I love it this year. It's, it's, it's been fun to watch, that's for sure. So, you know, to continue to talk about some college basketball here for a little bit, I just want to look at some futures, and I think a good future bet, like I said, is Texas Tech to win it all, but I think if you are somebody and you're looking for some good value, I think this is the year where you could take like a, a six-plus seed to win the entire thing. Uh, like, I, I don't know who yet. We got to see, obviously, when the seedings come out. But just for future-wise, like, I just think this is the perfect year to get some value in the tournament on a, on a higher seed. I just – I don't know, man. Gonzaga's a little overrated. A lot of these one seeds are beatable. I just – I don't see a dominant force right now, you know, that you're like, oh, shit, I don't want to play them. You know, like I, I just I don't know. I just think this is a good year. A lot of value. We're going to take a lot of dogs, especially once a tournament starts. A lot of crazy stuff happens, a lot of close games, a lot of comebacks. You know, I, I just I think dogs are going to be the way to go this year. So that's what we're rolling with. All right. So before I get into our Thursday night picks, our best bets and our overtime parlay, I want to talk a little bit about what's going on in the sports world this week. <clears throat> I gave my rant on the MLB last week. Uh, so far, our progress that we've gotten isn't much, but it, you know, hey, they, they really, they fixed the issue of the bases. They made the bases bigger and they got rid of um, shifts. So I know for a lot of people, it's hard to gauge sarcasm. I was being very sarcastic about those last two things for everybody out there that doesn't know me. Uh, if you don't know me, I'm a pitcher. I pitched since high school. Well, shit, since little league. I pitched in college. I still play in a men's league. Um, the shift thing really bugs me. <clears throat> now, it bugs me because let's let's look at it from a multitude, right? So, football if you have a really bad offensive line, let's say the Cincinnati Bengals, right? Let Perfect example, we'll look at the Tennessee Titans-Cincinnati Bengals game. Now, the Bengals won that game, right? We all know the outcome. But imagine if at the start of the game, the NFL was just like, wait, Cincinnati's offensive line is really bad. Tennessee's defensive line is really good. Tennessee, you can't blitz today. It's just not fair. Like, they can't stop you. That's exactly what's happening with the shift. Getting rid of the shift is just allowing the okay to the, to the dead pole hitters or the tendency guys, right? Like what is, what is the competition? So why don't we do this? How about this again? Because I, uh, uh, like I say, I'm a pretty dramatic person. Why don't we just get rid of pitchers? Let's put a fucking machine in the middle of the field. We'll spit out a hundred mile an hour fastballs. Cause that's all we want to see is a hundred plus miles on uh, miles an hour on the mound. And Fucking 150-plus exit velos off the bat. That's all we want. That's all we want in this game. So set up your little pitching machine, shoot fastballs, and we'll play five innings. Whoever scores the most runs wins. It'll it'll make the game faster. You'll see nothing but hits. You'll see home runs. Shit, we don't even need a defense at that point, right? If it doesn't go over the fence, it's an out. It's like home run derby with innings. That's what we're doing here. It, man, I'm not happy about it. It's just stupid. It's stupid. I don't, I, again, I'm also somebody, too, who, you know, I want the DH in just the American League. Give me the pitchers hitting in the NL. Why? Because come World Series time, the American League, you got to play that way. Like, that's how it, that's baseball, man. And yes, I know, America's pastime. We got to get with the times. We got to change. It's boring. Blah, 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 blah. But the shit they're changing isn't the right things to change to make the game better for people. That's, that's I think, is my big The basis that's what we, that is how you know that they're just kind of the owners and Manfred, they're all just kind of like, yeah, we don't really care how long this takes. We'll just, yeah, sure, we'll fix the bases first. We'll get rid of the shift. Maybe we'll talk about extending teams in the playoffs. Like, it's just, there's no real conversations happening, and it's frustrating the shit that's getting done. So, That's for the MLB. That's where we are. That's a little update for you. I'm I'm still upset. I'm still pissed. I don't think that's ever going to go away. I'm an angry person, though. As as much of a dramatic person, I'm a pretty angry person, too, in case you couldn't tell. (laughs) Mike's just looking at me laughing. So, swinging over to the NFL. Had some moves this week. 12 goes back to the Packers. I love that. I love Aaron Rodgers. I don't care what your personal feelings are about Aaron Rodgers. If you're one of those people out there that you look at Aaron Rodgers on-field play, his back-to-back MVPs, yeah, he hasn't won a Super Bowl in a few years, and whatever you say about the postseason, but if you're going to take the personal feelings you have about Aaron Rodgers, the human, and use that to reduce his on-field abilities and and statistics and the overall quarterback that he is, I can't talk sports with you right off the jump. Can't do it. Sorry, you can go ahead, have your feelings. I'll have mine. But 12, the quarterback, is he's a monster. We are, you sh- everybody should know that. So him going back to uh, Green Bay, best option for them. I think best option for him. I don't know. Maybe Denver was a better option team-wise. I don't know. I, I just like it. I like that he's staying there. Russell Wilson going to Denver. Woo! Seattle had to make that move. Denver had to make that move. Maybe Seattle didn't have to make that move, but with what Denver was offering, it was a good good move. And now Russ gets Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Hamler comes back. That running game's not bad. The defense is pretty good. Von Miller might resign. Denver, Denver can mess around and be a good team. They're in a really good division, best division of quarterbacks in the league now. But they could be a good team. It's a playoff team, I think, right? But... I, I was telling Mike before we started the show today, I don't think it's the same thought that we had when Stafford went to the Rams and everybody was like, oh, shit. I think this is more of like, yeah, but you still got to get out of that division. Like, the West is crazy. you still got to get out of there. You know, so I, I think that's that's a, a good move on both parts. And uh, my guy, Carson. <laughs> for Again, for those of you that don't know, I'm a big Carson Wentz fan. I don't like Jalen Hurts. I'm not going to go into that too far. I just... For Carson Wentz to go to Washington, now I have to root for Washington. <sighs> I rooted for Indy all last year. Now I got to be a Washington fan, and I hate it. Not a fan, but I got to just follow him, you know, because I want him to succeed. I want the teams that he's on to succeed. So now, yeah, I, I hope I – hope, I'll say it right now. I hope Washington beats Philly twice and wins the division. Why? Because I hate Dallas. I hate Dallas more than anything in this world. So if that means that Carson Wentz has to knock Philly off and win the division – just so Dallas doesn't, I'm cool with that, too. I'm, you know, Obviously, yes, I want Philly to win. I want Philly to be successful. I don't think they, they're going to be with their current situation. Why? Because we have a running back playing quarterback, but everybody can keep telling me how he's a quarterback. Go check those quarterback numbers. He didn't make the Pro Bowl for throwing the ball. He made the Pro Bowl for running the ball. But I, I'm, I'm going to step back. We're not going there today. <laughs> I'm going to flip right over. Calvin Ridley. Calvin, you stupid, stupid boy. Oh, man. So this came out on Monday, right? And I I had all my thoughts written down right away from it on Monday. And then Tuesday happened. Yesterday happened. I didn't really – I was at work today. I didn't have a lot of time to watch stuff today. But everything I was thinking, people were saying Tuesday and Wednesday. So not to spin off on a whole tangent, but that is the whole reason why I'm doing my other show with the Ultimate Sports Network. Because – Monday night when I had those thoughts, I can just drop that for everybody because that's all on my own time. What I do here for overtime is Mike and I coordinate a day every week when we're both free. We both work full time. We sit down. We cut this up. We chop it up. We, we have a good time. And, you know, it's a whole, it's a whole different thing. The other show I'm going to be doing, that's quick. That's where I can just hop on and, and here you go. Here's my thoughts on something that happens as it goes. So I am going to talk about some stuff that I'm sure all of you have heard and, and whatever. You don't believe me that I came up with it on Monday? Well, fuck off. That's just where we are. So, with that being said, why is Calvin Ridley a stupid boy? He spent one weekend, all right, NFL player. It was in November. He's away from the team. He's chilling. Probably missing the game a little bit, sitting on his couch, maybe with his boys, maybe by himself. It's like, shit, I'm going to watch the games. I'm going to spend some money. $1,500 he spent, right, on three bets, a three-team, a five-team, and an eight-team parlay. Now, just his betting strategy alone tells me he shouldn't be gambling. However, that doesn't matter. $1,500, everybody's like, oh, that's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money to me and you. $1,500 to an NFL player? What, what is that? That's nothing. What's a goon to a goblin? Nothing, nothing. We ain't saying nothing. It's the same thing. $1,500 on a weekend is putting $20 in your gas tank. It's not going to get you very far, especially today with the prices the way they are. But you get what I'm saying right? So 15000 on a weekend cost him $11.1 million this year. I think if I sat a 10-year-old in front of me and said, I'm going to give you $1,500 right now that you can spend today on anything you want, or I'm going to give you $11 million next year, that 10-year-old's going to call me in a year and see what's up. <laughs> like, It's just, oh man, it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough. And you know, the question I asked myself right off the bat was, "Did the punishment fit the crime?" Well, yes. Based on the CBA that you, the players, negotiated, you understand you cannot gamble. Doesn't matter if it's a dollar or fifteen hundred dollars. You can't do it. You you know that. You get caught. You get in trouble. There's repercussions. Why is it a year? Do you see the million dollar deals? The NFL, not just the NFL, but all these sports organizations and and are signing with these. Sports com- Were these sports book companies, FanDuel, DraftKings, every commercial you see while you're watching, whatever sport you're watching, is exactly why he got suspended a year. He affected the bottom line. A word I heard a lot this week, integrity. <clears throat> did Calvin Ridley affect the integrity of the NFL? Yes, absolutely he did. Did he affect the uh, integrity of gambling? Well, let's look into the details, right? Because Calvin gave us the details. $1,500, and he only bet on the Falcons to win. Didn't bet on them to lose. That's important. Because if he bets on them to win, which they didn't do a lot of last year. Now, again, a little insight. As I said, I'm a diehard Eagles fan. My dad is a diehard Falcons fan. I watch Sunday football with my dad. We, get, we got the ticket. We got multiple TVs. I watch every Falcons game. He watches every Eagles game. The Falcons stunk last year. We all saw it. Calvin Ridley bet on them to win. This is a very important piece. If you bet on them to lose, you can question, did he have knowledge? Did he hear something from the trainers? Did, want, did somebody in the league reach out to him and say, yo, so-and-so might not be playing this week? That all is what questions the integrity of gambling, right? Because as gamblers, think about it. How many times you sit with somebody or even yourself, something happens and you're like, ah, I looked a little fishy, right? You question something right off the bat. You're like, Whoa. kickers, right? I've coined the phrase, crooked-footed fucks. Because they have just cost me so much money. And there's times where I'm like, of course he missed that extra point. He, he's, he had the under. No, he didn't have the under. Prob- I, I hope not, right? For integrity reasons. But when you get the details that might support those crazy-ass theories, you want to talk about conspiracy theories, man? Sit next to a gambler who just lost a bad bet. You want to hear conspiracy theories. Now you're going to give that person a slight sliver of evidence that it may be true. All this crazy shit he's saying may actually have some validity to it. That is where you affect the integrity of gambling. So, no, I do not think Calvin Ridley affected the integrity of gambling. I think the year suspension fits the crime given the stature of the NFL in gambling. Absolutely. Now, what I got a problem with is the NFL's integrity, right? NFL, look in the mirror. You've sent a message now to everybody in the world. Cream Hunt, I don't know off the top of my head, three, four, five games he got suspended. And that video came out when he kicked the girl. Three, Three, four, five games for kicking a human being, a female human being who was already on the ground. Now, yeah, it wasn't Ray Rice level, but still, nobody wants to see it. You got dudes in this league fighting people, carrying guns in places they're not supposed to, rape charges, assault charges, all these things you got going on. What do they get? Games. Games. You gave Calvin Ridley a year because he affected your bottom line. NFL, what do you have in your end zones? Equality. What do you have on your, on your helmets? Equality. What do you want? you want? You want equality, right? So that's for men, women, race, everything. You want, you're preaching it because you know you are one of the biggest eye grabs in the world. Everybody watches the NFL, so you can put these nice slogans out there. You can talk about it, but you're not about it. That's the problem I have with you in this situation. You are clearly sending a message that we care more about our dollar being affected from Calvin Ridley's decision than we are about the actual dudes and the shit they're doing in the league. And I'm not all right with that. That's where I, that's where I, I, and you know, I'm, I know I'm not alone and again, I've heard it said a lot of people have talked about it, but that's something where I It's just, I don't know, man, it's tough. It's tough to stand the way you stand for the NFL, right? The shield, the representation that the shield has, but then to also contradict yourself in every handling of every serious matter. Because it, it can be different, but it, it shouldn't be as far as the level of punishment. Yes, is what Calvin Ridley did drastically different than what Kareem Hunt did? Yes, but they both should have got years. Why? Because that's just your standard. You don't, cut, you don't play with it. You want equality. You're not messing with that stuff. It's just, I don't know, blurred lines. I don't love it, and that's, that's kind of where I'm at with it. So, jumping into Thursday now, now that I got all that out of my system. Like I said, beautiful 13 game slate in the NHL, two solid games in NBA and college basketball. There is a shit ton. So, I'm going to start in college basketball. I'm going to, so these picks that I'm posting, the picks that I'm playing from the show will be posted as well as I'm posting all my other picks throughout the day and everything else on the Twitter. Uh, Twitter, again, if you don't know, is at overtime with DA, daily picks, records, everything's right there. Um, Speaking of which, before I jump into the records for the Twitter account and everything, had a pretty cool uh, shout out Saturday night, hit Calgary, had somebody hit Calgary plus money, had somebody DM me, tell me that, that, that bet, put them over something they were working towards. So that was super cool to hear. I love shit like that, man. Like I said, there's just too much there's just too much, you know, negativity with the bets, man, and it's crazy too. It's like it's like you got dudes out there, especially on on Twitter, man. You got dudes like waiting until it, the clock hits 0. 0.0 and they're like firing off that first tweet like, "Oh, stupid pick." Like, "Yeah, thanks, man. I gave it out for free. Like you didn't pay to come look at my pick." And you didn't like it's your fault you're spending the money. I don't know. It drives me crazy. It's like a whole I got this whole, like, internal battle of why people just don't want, like, us all to make money. Like, we're all going, Vegas don't lose. We're all fighting against Vegas, right? We're all fighting against our own personal sports books. We're all together here. We're all trying to win. Like, why do we, I don't know, man. It's just too much negativity. We need a little bit more openness. So, that's why, like, I always say, man, my DMs are always open. I love shit like that. Shout out that dude that hit me up. That was awesome. That was a great way to end my Saturday. Um, you know, so that that that's just a little, little side piece there. For the Twitter accounts, <clears throat> NHL, man, I am 84, 62, and 2. NCA basketball, I'm 52, 35, and 1. Took a little skid yesterday. We'll we'll get that right. And NBA, I'm 29, 18, and 2. One thing that stands out to me the most, I think, about these records is the like the volume is there, right? I'm I'm I got a lot of volume for every every sport I'm betting, but the pushes, like I got two pushes in hockey out of over a hundred games. I got one push in college basketball over 90 games. And I got two pushes in the NBA over thirty or over forty games. Like that's kind of crazy to me. I definitely thought there'd be more pushes than there are. But I, I mean, I don't know, a lot of half points. I I get it, but I I buy the hook all the time. Like I typically if it's half a point, I'll buy it because it's just worth it. I hate getting beat by that half a hook. So I, I don't know. I just that was something that stood out to me. I thought it was pretty interesting that there's really only been a, you know, a few pushes. But um, nevertheless, here we go. We're into tonight. I'm shooting off my shots. As you know, my first half college basketball picks have been pretty good. That's kind of what's been working for us. So I am going to start with Baylor minus three and a half first half over Oklahoma. I really like that one tonight. I'm taking UCF minus four and a half over South Florida. And I'm taking Alabama minus two and a half over Vandy. I really like that. And I don't have the line in front of me. I got to look, but I am going to take North Texas first half over Rice. So there's those are my four picks for college basketball. So it's North Texas all first half, North Texas over Rice, Baylor over over Oklahoma, UCF over South Florida, and Alabama over Vandy. <clears throat> for the NBA, like I said, we got two great games. I don't know why Ben Simmons would want to be on the bench. I just I mean, I actually, you know what, it makes perfect sense now that I really think about it because Ben Simmons can sit on the bench, he can get booed, and he can play his little victim card that he loves playing, right? He doesn't have to actually go out there and either overperform or underperform or just be mediocre and get any of that backlash. He gets to just sit there and his nice chains and his expensive clothes and look like the Ben Simmons diva that we've watched sit there for however long now and just... Play his little card. I, I'm not even a Philly fan for basketball. I'm a Detroit Pistons fan. Like the en- entitlement in this son of a bitch is it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. And I don't know, man. Everybody that was like, oh, Brooklyn won the trade. Wait till Brooklyn this. Wait till, Bru-. yeah, we'll just keep waiting. We'll keep waiting for all three of them to play together while James Harden and Joel and just keep winning games. But sure, keep telling me the Nets won that trade. Anyways. If you didn't know, I'm taking Philly tonight. <laughs> taking Philly, I'm uh, laying four, I think it's four and a half, I bought the half. and I like over 235. I think it's over 235 and a half, I'm taking over 235. So my two plays in the uh, Brooklyn and Philly game is 76ers, minus 4 and over 235. <clears throat> Late game. Man, I went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Nuggets, warriors, nuggets, warriors. My head says the nuggets, but my heart says the warriors. Warriors have burnt me a little bit, man they, they really have, they burnt me the last few weekends here I'm going to take the Warriors I'm going to take the Warriors money line I, th- This is a just now decision I've been going back and forth I said I'm going to put myself on the spot And When I talk about it, I'm just going to throw my pick out there And whatever comes out of my mouth we're going with I said Warriors, we're taking Warriors money line Nothing else there <clears throat> NHL 13 games Oh man a lot of room for me to, a lot of room for me to mess this up here. <laughs> I'm going Rangers money line. We're taking that, taking that plus money on the Rangers. Uh, I believe they are playing, hang on, I'm scrolling through. They're playing the blues at St. Louis. I like the Rangers in that one, man. St. Louis are frauds. They can't play offense. They can't score goals. Uh, senators, give me the senators money line, man. I love my sense at home against the Kraken. Kraken they you know, they are, they are some, there's some money stealers. They they'll get you as dogs, but I I don't know, man. I love the senators. I love them at home. And then gimme Calgary, money line. Again, a little plus money against Lightning at home tonight. <clears throat> I love that. And <laughs> I gotta go back to I gotta go back to what what hurts me. It's a, I'm a creature of habit. And I'm going over one and a half first period Florida versus Philadelphia. It's going to kill me. They're, Florida's going to score one goal, have about a million chances, hit two off the post, have six power plays, and they'll score one goal, and the first period will end one nothing, and then they'll go out in the second period and score six goals by themselves because that's just, that's just what happens. So I'm taking over 6.5 for the full game. So give me over one and a half first period Florida and Philly and over 6.5 full game Florida and Philly. All right, best bet time. Once again, round of applause. For my counterpart here, Mr. Mike O'Neill. I mean, Bruins money line last week that was beautiful. I had Edmonton; they screwed me. I think late too. Um, I'm 0 two. Mike's one and one, and it's pretty funny too because like Mike's, you know, Mike's the he we're going to get it. We're, like I said before, we're getting another microphone so he can be on here. We're going to talk. We're going to have some good stuff. Mike's a dude behind the, the scenes. Like I've said, he runs a computer, runs a keyboard, makes sure that it sounds right, makes sure I'm not an idiot, lets me know when I'm doing things right, wrong. Like Mike is, the, he's the man behind everything. And he's not like a gambler either. Like he's this ever since it became legal in New York, Mike's starting to like, He. it's funny because he started to dip his toes in the water, but I hang out with him a lot, so I kind of dragged him in. I, I kind of like I saw his little toe and I grabbed it and I yanked him in, and now he's here with me. So this is uh, <laughs> this is kind of where where we're at, and it, it's awesome, man. It, it, it's a great time. I'm I'm super happy for him. He's been winning some money. He's on a good run, and uh, the Bruins were a uh, great call last week. So <clears throat> with that being said, my best bet that nobody wants to play is Nashville in regulation. I'm taking Smashville in regulation tonight over the Ducks. I just think Nashville at home. They're playing well. The Ducks don't have Gibson and Net. I I just I don't know. I, I like Smashville tonight, and that's where that's where I'm going. Mike, he's taking the Minnesota Wild money line over who are they playing tonight. Who? Yes, Detroit. Yes, thank you. They are playing Detroit. It's in uh, It's in Detroit. Yeah, it's in Detroit. But Detroit's, you know, they're on a slide right now. Minnesota just beat the Rangers, which was a very good win. The Rags are a very good team. I think Minnesota's kind of creeping up, and Detroit, you catch them at a bad time right now, that's a great bet. That's a great bet. I like that. Now, if you're looking for some more value, I I would suggest you take in Minnesota in regulation and parlaying it with Nashville in regulation, that'll be a nice parlay for everybody out there. But if you want to just hammer Mike's best bet because he's the only one that's hit one, that's a great idea too. I think it's minus, they might be minus 160, 170, but still, it's worth it. Throw them in a parlay, put something together, use our picks. But I I just, I'm excited this week, and and I'm really excited because of this overtime parlay. We're going to hit this one. I'm saying it right now. I'm saying it right now. We're hitting this one this week. We're getting over the edge. We're down hundred bucks. We're zero for two. This is the week we get up. This is plus five eighty two. So for fifty dollars, it's paying three forty one. That includes your fifty dollar investment. It is all all these odds that I put out there that we look, it's all on Fanduel for us in New York. That's where we put everything together. That's just the site we use. It's easiest easy to navigate. That's just kind of what we prefer. Bet MGM is solid too. I do like them. Shout out Bet MGM. Caesar stinks. Anyways. Our overtime parlay, plus 582, over 5.5 in the Bruins game, over 6 in the Flyers versus the Panthers, Kings' money line and Senators' money line. Now, let me tell you that those both those overs are alternate lines, so you're going to have to change the line. But again, over 5.5 Bruins, over 6, Flyers and Panthers, Kings' money line and Senators' money line, plus 582, gets you three forty-one dollars in your pocket, and play it this week. We're hitting it. I'm telling you, I'm speaking it into existence. Just like my best bet, I got to get off the schneid. I have to hit this. We're rolling, man. I'm excited. This has been a great episode, great week. Thank you to everybody, as always. Shout us out, man. Hit me up on Twitter. It's at Overtime with DA. As always, thank you.